This is the Legal Lounge from Lanyon Bowdler Solicitors, where you'll hear about many aspects of law in England and Wales with special guests, industry experts, and local charities. Here's your host, Amanda Jones. Hello, and welcome to season four of the Legal Lounge. If you haven't heard the shows in the first three seasons, there's plenty of content for you if you're going through a divorce, want to know more about claiming for injuries, or if you're training to be a lawyer. You'll also meet some amazing local charities and learn about the work they do. You can listen to these shows on your favourite podcast app and get more information by visiting lblaw.co.uk forward slash podcast. Does your family solicitor have a strategy? In this episode, family solicitors Sue Hodgson and Philippa Pearson talk about when it's the right time to consider changing your lawyer. Members of the Lanyon Bowdler family team, Philippa specialises in the financial aspects of divorce and Sue specialises in child arrangements upon the breakdown of a relationship. Hello, I'm Sue and I'm here with Philippa and we're going to talk about whether you can change your family solicitor. Philippa, do you have many requests for second opinions or to take on cases that have been started with other firms? I do, actually. Yes, I do. And I find them not only fascinating, but also really interesting. And I love helping the client when they've clearly had a bad experience or not a very good experience with their previous solicitor. And I love taking the case on and sorting it out for them so that they have a basically get a fair result and a fair hearing at the end of the day. Yeah, because I've noticed when I've had cases come to me for second opinion, what strikes me is that it doesn't appear to have any case strategy from the start or the client doesn't seem to have an idea of what the aims are for them. Would you agree that that? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think that tends to be the reason why people are thinking, I'm not sure about where my case is going or or that my solicitor's up to it. And when you see the papers and when they talk to you about the case, you realise more often than not, they've got no clear strategy that the papers when you finally see them are usually a bit of a mess but the client's got no clear advice either and you think quite often they'll have been with their solicitor for you know ages it can be you know a year or 18 months or something like that and the client will still be in the dark as to what's going to happen it's like they've jumped off a cliff and no one's told them where they're going to land yeah and I think especially with family law historically people may just use the firm that their family have used for, say, wills and probate or their conveyancing. And I think the one thing that strikes me is unless you've got a specialist, somebody that knows what they're doing and can be very proactive on the case, it's very easy, isn't it, for these cases to get lost or chances are missed. And I see an awful lot of cases where the solicitor hasn't chased the court, for example, or hasn't reacted quickly enough to problems. Or like you say, the client sits there and the first question you say to them is, so what is your aim? Where do you think you're going to get to? And they look <laughs> and at you. And they've never been asked that before. Yeah. What do you want out of this case? It's like, Ooh. absolutely. But also, the other thing that often happens is that you find that not that the solicitors miss the opportunity to make applications along the way. The evidence has got huge holes in it or there's been some evidence that's been produced by the other side and it's never been challenged. Yes, yeah. Properly. I think there is certainly a case on some cases that we see where, for example, in a Children Act matter, report's been prepared and they've recommended a certain arrangement should take place. And when I say to the client, well, do you agree with that? Again, it's the first time they've ever been asked that question. (laughs) And they look at me as though they don't believe they've got a right to challenge an expert. And I think that's something that's really important, that the solicitor is able to 
be able to say to a client, just because an expert is saying this, yeah. it doesn't mean we cannot analyze it. And it certainly doesn't mean we can't challenge it. And sometimes that's like a breath of fresh air into a case because otherwise they just trundle along with no clear strategy, with no clear aim at the end. I must admit, it's the same, isn't it? Because you do children cases and I do relatively complex, I suppose, financial cases. And yet the problems we see in the ones where clients want to swap solicitors are are very, very similar indeed. I mean, the number of cases I take on from other solicitors where they just seem to have just turned the papers round and round in a, in a sort of like melting pot for ages without ever actually taking it forward. And certainly in financial law, one of the things is that solicitors, I think, often hide behind is the fact that family law is discretionary. Well, yes, it is discretionary. But if you've got any experience, you have a pretty good idea of how the court is going to exercise its discretion. And so many people come to me and they've been fobbed off for ages with their solicitor saying, oh, I can't give you any idea of what you're going to get and till we've completed the whole process of exchanging financial information which is called disclosure and then they hide behind the fact that oh now we've got to get the valuations in before I can give you any idea and then they say oh well we have to go and see a barrister barristers are brilliant but I use them for second opinions I don't know about you Sue but I see myself as being a sort of specialist GP as it were and then my barrister is the consultant who will do that very very tricky operation If, as the specialist GP, I don't have a clue what the case is about, I I could send them off to the wrong consultant. And it's too late as well. It's too late for the client to find out when they're in front of a barrister, you know, what their case is about and, and where they're going. They should be told much earlier. Absolutely. I can't think of any other aspect of your general life where you would just take your car say to the garage and say there's a problem please fix it and be told well that's fine but I won't tell you how long it'll take I'm going to completely shred it and not tell you oh and take it all apart and put the screws all over the garage floor and then and then once I've done that then I can give you an idea what's wrong with your car I mean yes litigation has stages and it has processes it's not right to say well until I get to stage three I don't really know what the outcome's going to be and that's where the experience of the solicitor comes in from the start and you should be able to discuss quite in depth with your clients at that first stage where you are trying to get to and how you're going to get there. I suppose for as far as the clients are concerned how are they going to spot whether they're in a a situation where they think I'm not happy with my solicitor? It's where it's a gut feeling. In your gut you think they might have done a brilliant job for my best mate but this is not going so well for me. You've got that gut feeling and then if you think about it you don't know the strategy yourself and if you don't know the strategy yourself then your solicitor doesn't know the strategy either do they and you'll realize that they're not being proactive I often say to my clients that what I don't want them to feel because I do think that a lot of people get this with their solicitors is that they've got sort of like a shopping trolley they're going down a really steep hill like a one in ten with a shopping trolley and you know it gets faster and faster and faster and faster and it's getting out of control and they can't stop it it must never feel like that you must always feel that you can control it and you can take it the way in which 
you want to and that you can put the brake on if necessary. And I suppose if they're finding that actually they're chasing their solicitor more or they're asking their solicitor questions when the reality is, like you say, the solicitor should be the person holding the hand for them and taking that stress off them. But also the solicitor should be the one that's saying, right, today we're going to do this. I haven't heard from the court, so today I'm going to contact the court. Or I haven't got this piece of information, I'm going to be chasing that rather than waiting for weeks or months. I mean, I see so many cases where when you break them apart and you look at them, you can see missed opportunities along the journey that the client's already had. You know, we can do something about that, but it's so frustrating. It makes me quite cross that all that time has gone and all those costs costs that have been spent. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible, isn't it? You get these papers in when they finally come in from the old solicitors and you see how much they've charged. The progress, it's like the Battle of the Somme or something, isn't it? It's like they've gone forward two inches and then come back one, isn't that's about... And more of a worry, like in Children Act Matters, a fact-finding hearing, Mm. which is if there are allegations against one parent from the other, the court should consider that at the earliest opportunity. Unfortunately, there are some times when that's not highlighted to a judge. So you can't rely on the judge saying, today I need to think about a fact find. You need to be the practice solicitor saying, there are allegations in the papers, we need to think about this issue. If that is missed at the first opportunity, it becomes more difficult then to get it back in front of the court. But not impossible. I suppose this is what clients need to know, isn't it? Is that they can have been with a solicitor who has missed an application to make or missed some evidence Evidence. I mean, I've had some classics recently where they've forgotten to advise that somebody's interest in a partnership needs valuing, for instance, or, you know, looked up the fact that they might own their business premises, which are worth a fortune, you know, basic things like that. And they, they miss it, but it's not too late. I mean, unless it was a couple of days beforehand. If there's evidence being missed that the court would require in order to come to a fair settlement, that the court will listen to you and let you get it in, even if it's late, won't it? Yeah, and better to pick it up during the proceedings and deal with it than have your final order oh. and then go and see somebody for a second opinion because that, that's often very, very difficult, Very difficult, it? very difficult indeed, once you've got a final order. And I think another area where people can question their current solicitor is whether they have a good knowledge of the correct experts to use on their case. Yes. Because again, if you know, here we work closely with with our trusted experts. I'm sure you use a lot of experts in finances for pension valuations and the like. And if your solicitor doesn't really have a good working relationship with their experts, to me, that would be a concern as well if I was a client. Oh, yes, because they can inadvertently go off to somebody who's not very good, basically, and misses things because it's once you've got an expert report in it can be quite difficult can't it to overturn it certainly not out of the question I suppose what we're trying to say is if you've got worries or concerns you can change solicitors oh you can and actually you only get one go at a financial settlement or sorting out your children and it's so important I mean I suppose in, in a way it's money it's not children which is utterly crucial but even so it's the beginning of the rest of your life You've got to get it right, really. And I think you have to have absolute confidence in the solicitor who is guiding you through such an important stage, haven't you? I think that's key in family law particularly. You've got to have that trust and working relationship with your solicitor. Again, people shouldn't think that they have to use their local firm 
or oh, no. the firm that's close to the court that's dealing with their I've got case. cases all over the country and including, you know, properties abroad and everything, yeah. Nowadays we can do, well, in fact, it's only the final hearing where you end up in the local court most of the time, yeah, isn't it? Absolutely. The rest of them are all done remotely on a computer, so it doesn't matter where you are. No, and I think what's more important is that people should be able to speak to their solicitor. Yeah. You know, how often do we get cases that have transferred and there's five or ten different people that oh, have worked on that case? Goodness. Uh, that that drives me mad. There's so many firms where they've got this sort of like, it's like a me for you, isn't it? You know, there's all these different layers. So they, the client thinks they've got the top poncho looking after their case. But in reality, there's this whole layer of, you know, somebody who's like seven years qualified, but then behind them, someone five, and then behind them, someone three, and then a new trainee, and then a peak. And they've been charged over and over again for work being redone, work being supervised. It's appalling, yeah. absolutely appalling. They think that they're they're being told that they're saving money by having somebody lower down doing some of the early stuff. But actually, all they're doing is just paying for the work to be done three times over at the end of the day. So how late have you taken a case on, Sue, and then taken it to a successful outcome and thought? I have had cases that have been two months from final hearing. We are able to pick them up and make some sense of them and get a good outcome for the client. More importantly, if I get a case that is listed for final hearing and I don't think it's ready, we can apply to the court to case manage and change it. So any time really. I was going to say, yeah, I've taken on huge, great big um, farming cases with, you know, all sorts of complex assets with only three months to go and just... In fact, it's quite satisfying, isn't it? The papers turn up, they're all in an absolute mess. And then you get it all in order. Yes, yes. (laughs) Sort it all out and then take the case in the direction it should go. There's actually loads of satisfaction in it, isn't there? There is, there is. Turning it round. Seeing the first time you get then in front of the court and seeing the client have a completely different experience makes it worthwhile. And telling the client for the first time what you think is going to happen so they actually have an idea of what the outcome is going to be. And seeing that weight lift from their shoulders because all of a sudden somebody else is taking the the responsibility. That's just it isn't it because when they're with somebody they don't trust the burden on their shoulders is is huge and as soon as they've got somebody they do trust it's like a huge weight's been lifted they're not carrying the entire responsibility themselves yeah and I often say to my clients look you need to be able to get on with your life you know we're all busy yeah especially when you've got children it's really busy yeah I need to worry about your legal case you need to be at home day-to-day living after your children yeah absolutely it's probably never too late day before I think I'd probably say no (laughs) or or get an adjournment but but it's probably never too late is it no I don't think so it's better to get it right really Mm. isn't it thanks to Philippa and Sue for lending their expertise more proof that lawyers don't bite if you have a legal issue you'd like me to put to the team to cover in an upcoming episode please let me know by visiting lblaw.co.uk forward slash podcast Thanks for listening. If you found the conversation useful, please remember to follow or subscribe on your app so you're notified of new releases. Speak to you soon. That was The Legal Lounge from Lanyon Bowdler Solicitors. Visit lblaw.co.uk slash podcast for helpful resources. And please do follow or subscribe on your podcast app so you never miss an episode.